Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. We often talk about the theater being a family. In our first conversation today, we talk to a husband and wife that are both actors, but usually only one of them is in a production at a time. Mary and Andy Ritter explain why. Then Jason Fitzer returns to the show, talks about his passion for pictures, leading him to do photography full-time. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for this week's winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day and your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday, so a day early, we start the party. Wherever you are, however you may be listening, whatever you're doing, make sure that you have some sort of glass, some sort of way to hold a beverage in your hand. It may be a champagne flute, maybe a wine glass, maybe a red wine, maybe a white wine. It might be a mug. It might be a highball. It might just be a cup. Whatever. Okay? Make sure you lift them high as we toast anticipation. <laughs> uh, we ordered a big item over the past weekend, and it's uh, supposed to be arriving today, but that big item needed a cart to put it on, and that arrived yesterday. Were we putting the cart before the horse? No, in this case, it's the cart before the cricket. Yes, the wife and I have invested in a cricket so we can do some of our own logo applications etc etc so we're looking for some new merchandise headed your way the weekend eve toast has been brought to you by ale hop brewery tours let jason get you there so you can indulge without the responsibility on facebook that's what james had to say he went on to compliment ale hop on their knowledge of the local craft beer scene no matter what brewery in Sioux Falls your favorite, they also go to a distillery. Ale Hop Brewery Tours gets you and your friends there in a really cool van. All you have to do, enjoy the beer or the spirits. Book your private tours at alehopbrewerytours.com. If you're already out and about on a weekend, hop on a public tour. For more info, call 605-777-2183. That is 605-777-2183. Ale Hop Brewery Tours where micro-fans meet micro-brews. Well, it is time to pick a lucky winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram is automatically entered. We draw one name each week, and this week we say congratulations to Kaylee Kay. She wins a pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. Congratulations. We'll be in touch to get you all set up for some jowl-dropping, show-stopping, thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster, brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria, right across from USF at 26th and Waltz, and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, Sonny'sPizzeria.com. Honorable Mention. What made Dave laugh, giggle, guffaw, smile? Hmm, maybe a tear of joy, something along that line this past week. Well, it was just a couple of days ago. As uh, you know, I host trivia out at Chasers, way out on West 12th, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. And this week, I'm sitting there 
going, oh, we're going to have a small crowd right now. Not many people in there thinking that, you know, the top three prizes were going to go to the three teams that were there. And then suddenly, boom, everybody comes in just a, a few minutes before the end of it. We got some new teams that got involved. And one of the teams called themselves Holly, not Dave, because they had a gal named Holly in there. And that person also had some great penmanship. It's the first time I've ever brought home one of the answer sheets from trivia to post on my bulletin board because it's beautiful. I'm going to have to take a picture of it and put it up there on Instagram and so forth. Also, for the first time in four years of hosting trivia, I got a tip. Yes, and not one of those don't eat yellow snow things, but an actual tip. All right. So coming up a little bit later in the show, Jason Fitzer, the photographer, is going to be joining us. And just around the bend, it's Mary and Andy Ritter. It's all ahead on the Dave Holly Hour. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does, while supplying high-quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or xlchiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Arts and entertainment lovers, you hit the mark. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. You know what I'm going to say. I'll just get it out of the way so you feel comfortable with it. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And it's always a pleasure to introduce you to new guests in plural today. (laughs) As we have Mary and Andrew Ritter with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's it, a pleasure to be here. And it's, it's great to have you both. Uh, and uh, one of the things, it, it, it came up uh, actually from Emily Wilson's husband. He thought of this idea a while back of, you know, maybe we should do a series of the people that are involved in theater and the theater widows then that, uh, you know, have to, have to spend mm-hmm. time taking care of the kids, not seeing their spouse because their spouse is in rehearsals Mm -hmm. and so forth. And Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, that's a good idea. So that part's been rolling around. So I was thinking about it anyway with the two of you. And then all of a sudden, you know, because Mary, I've seen you in several productions with Goodnight Theater and uh, other uh, sources. And then all of a sudden, I'm at a Goodnight Theater production. I see you down in the front row with your kids. And... All of a sudden, out comes this tall, lanky thing, <laughs> and he's supposedly working at a diner. Yeah. Yep. And then when it's his turn for a solo, he goes right over to that side of the stage, looks directly <laughs> at you, and starts singing to you and the kids. Yep. And it was so touching and so great to look over at you and watch your facial expression. <laughs> and so then it's like, well, now i got to get them both on just to talk about <laughs> acting. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> so great, great to have you. Well, thank you very much. That was that was a fun night. Yeah, <laughs> that it was. Uh, and, uh, you know, you weren't the only ones because, you know, Wade Gamar was in the front row. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, Haley yeah. had a solo. Yeah. And. I'm just sitting there looking at him and his smile, and all of a sudden you can see a little tear coming down, oh, tear of joy. Yeah. It's like, man, that man's in love. Yes, yeah. he is. <laughs> so uh, it's a great to see that because one of the things that gets talked about so much when it comes to talking to people about uh, acting is the fact that uh, in the theater in general, is that the theater becomes such a great family, too, for everybody, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Mary, what got you interested to begin with in theater? Um, I have always been interested in theater. Literally, when I was three years old, I 
demanded that people called me movie star Mary. Oh, so my. I was <laughs> I was ready for the stage at a young age, but then I didn't start um, actually doing theater until high school, and that's where I met Andy. Okay, mm-hmm. so high school yeah. sweethearts. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah. And how many children do you have now? We have five children. Yeah, you've been busy. Yeah, slightly, <laughs> yes. but it looks like you also happen to have a blast with them too, because uh, you guys are. Uh, on the road a lot no. and uh, taking some great vacations yeah. and yeah. Uh, yeah. taking some great uh, we, pictures that amount to dozens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we started them pretty early going camping and uh, getting out in in the wilderness with them, too. Oh, um, true. Also yeah. gives us a lot of time to sing along on the road. So ah. they, they, uh, they look at doing that as well. So. Yeah. Oh, wow. And are there, are there future Ritter stars? I hope so. I had a couple of kids do um, DAPA, DAPA this oh, summer, yes. and so I'm hoping they'll catch the theater bug as well. But, you know, I never want to push, you know, my interests onto right. them. I'll let them be their own person. Um, but, well, yeah, my, my fingers, yeah, yes. I was like, my fingers are crossed. Yeah. And we'll see. There's a couple of them that, like, sell tickets to their shows frequently. Yeah, we have oh, productions really? at, our at our house weekly. Oh, and so. every time, every yes. time somebody comes to the I house, love it. Rosie is giving them tickets to her show later. Oh. Yes, I attend, a, I attend a production at least yes. once a day yep. of some sort of song and dance that so. is so great and you know um, i used to do um, some clowning mm-hmm. and i would do birthday parties and so forth and one of the things that uh, i got so disappointed in is uh, when a parent would go oh that's so embarrassing and so forth and it's like no 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 that's no no do not stop somebody's best. creativity and imagination Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I also play Santa Claus, and uh, there's a picture of me at four years old mm. in red jammies. You were ready. And I had taken cotton balls oh my gosh. and dabbed a little glue <laughs> I, to, nice. to put it all over. Yeah. I love it. And you're, oh, and, that's great. And I'm so thankful that, you know, I was allowed to have imagination. And I'm mm. just, uh, it's, it's a wonder to see that when you see other kids. And, mm. you know, when you're from the theater, like you two are, then it's uh, pretty natural for that to happen with them mm-hmm. and, and for you to be guiding them and letting them and allowing them. Yeah. So yes. uh, I love that. Uh, I, I would like to attend a production sometime. Oh, you are All welcome. All you have to do is show and up at the like, house come and come to the house one. and there so. will be a show. Anytime, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on well, over. I love that, yeah. <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> yes. They're uh, so, them. Andrew, how about to you then? Uh, was it the, the same situation? You just... Uh, um, yeah, basically. So I was always in choir. Um, okay. And I did like band, uh, marching band, all that stuff, jazz band. Uh-huh. Um, and then in... Um, I didn't really do do any theater until high school. I was, I'd watch a lot of the shows. I loved going to O'Gorman's shows. Um, and then I started my freshman year. I was uh, in Joseph, which was like a huge production at oh, O'Gorman. Yeah. And that kind of got me hooked in there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that's kind of how we, we met. I guess we kind of, you, I don't know if you were in Joseph. No, um, I was, was not. Oh, you were a, yeah, you were an um, a year, I was a year um, younger so than him. I was chasing really the older man. Back, so, <laughs> but, no, um. so had you seen her in something prior to when you got on stage? No, um, we were in we were in show we were in choir too. And like, we didn't not, realize okay. in junior high together, but yes. I had no uh-huh. idea he existed. There's some VHS tapes of that, <laughs> but yeah, so. we didn't know each other then. So, so. Uh, was it love at first sight then when you were on stage for the first time? No, it wasn't. Oh, I liked I him. <laughs> love at first sight. I mean, it took. He's kind of. Um, oblivious to girls at that point (laughs) he had no idea like that so many girls thought he was so cute and like look at that Andy Ritter Uh, oh wow (laughs) stud there's no blushing on podcasts (laughs) exactly (laughs) wait till the day we go video (laughs) (laughs) Mary what's been the most fun role you've ever had um I believe I mean, they're all fun. They're all right. amazing. But I think the one that just stands out the most is when I was Peter Pan at USD and mm-hmm. I got to fly a lot on really? stage. And that was just so fun. And then actually at um, the Sioux Empire, Sioux Empire Community Theater, I got to fly again as Dorothy. So I've had a couple opportunities to be hoisted into the air <laughs> on stage, which is, I think, a pretty unique experience in general. But to do it twice is fun. So I think yeah. Peter Pan and Dorothy... 
are some of my most memorable roles just for that experience. Well, uh, they wanted to have me fly in a production one time, but they couldn't get the crane inside the oh, theater. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, what about uh, your favorite role that you've had? So probably uh, back in high school, we did um, Guys and Dolls, and I was I was Sky Masterson. Sky. So I got to pretend Great I could role. sing jazz, which was kind of fun. Uh-huh. Um, and then, and Mary was actually Adelaide in that show. So we really? Were, we, we had like, mm. I think one scene together. I don't remember exactly. There wasn't yes. a lot of interaction. Uh-huh. There, but that was probably my favorite one. A lot of singing, dancing, a lot of guy right. numbers, which was fun. Um, but that, yeah, that was, that was a good time. All right. So, so do you, do you take on the Frank Sinatra type? <laughs> Uh, persona for it? I tried. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, you know, I was like a senior in high school. So. <laughs> Give us a little luck be a lady. <laughs> luck be a lady tonight. Oh, nice. I have to warm up a little bit. Yeah. Oh and and, and lady, is it luck? Oh, absolutely. Oh, excellent. That's so much fun, I tell you. You guys are great uh, as a couple, as a married couple. Um, when are we going to see you as adults now on stage together, considering you have that to a clan of five. Uh, yeah, it's best. it's difficult to do, especially yes. when they're at this age. Mm-hmm. My dream is to have another opportunity to be on stage with Andy again. Um, we're just not in that season quite yet with yeah. the kiddos, yeah. being the ages they are with our youngest only still one year old. Um, but, you know, we do have a lot of support from our family. Both right. of yep. our parents are yep. in town. So this is why we're able to do theater here in town. It's just from the... We have, yeah, we have family in town to help help with child care and the kids Gabe is now 11 so he can take he can care of stuff take, that's who's taking care of the right. kids at the moment I was like <laughs> he's hanging out right now they're watching yeah. Bluey <laughs> but we've, we've kind of had some uh you know, we kind of alternate a little bit. Yeah. So right. Mary will do a couple of shows. Yeah. I do uh, some trans, like some choir work here in town too, mm-hmm. um, so I can do that. Um, and it's uh, it's worked out kind of alternating a little better. Yeah, just right taking now. turns. So, yeah. uh, by the way, you said you were in jazz band. What did you play in jazz band? I uh, was a drummer. I played the. Tr- I had a track. Excellent. Set. Uh, Do you still I, have one? Uh, no, I had, oh. when, I, when I was in med school, I had to, I, we were in a, I was in an efficiency apartment, and I had to, I had to get rid of it. So I kept the piano, but the trap said I had to go. Yeah. And, and, and a few, you know, loans. Yes. I suppose. Yes. For, yeah. Yeah, I had to, I had to sell. Some Hello, of it. pawn shop. So. <laughs> oh, Mary, what uh, is uh, the the thing that you enjoy most about being on stage? Um, I just enjoy getting to make new friends honestly and like build these relationships and like there's nothing like i might not have never like met these people prior having not you know like being at home with my kiddos like i'm not out in the world all the time so just getting to build friendships and just all of those fun special memories you build together during a production is really special so andy when you uh, were in the diner uh in that uh, cabaret for good night was that planned that you, from the beginning, when you said, oh, gosh, I'm going to have a solo, I'm, I'm going to get a chance to sing to her? Or was <laughs> um, that all of a sudden, hey, she's in the front row, right oh, I'm headed there? <laughs> well, she heard me sing a lot at home, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just very comfortable going over there. Um, and actually, I didn't know that they were going to be in the front row until that day or something. Yeah, so I let them know. It wasn't, like, it wasn't way, exactly <laughs> planned. Stage left. We, we, I mean... I could use the whole stage, so I could do whatever. So it worked out kind of on the fly. Mostly. Yeah, and it was great to see because it was like, oh, man, he's headed right there. <laughs> In about a split <laughs> yep. second, yes, there <laughs> you were singing to the family, yep. and it was awesome. <laughs> Make it worth your while. Yes. <coughs> I should have had a bottle of water with me. Yeah, that. you get to know. Oh, yeah, it's over there. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so when you do have separate shows... And you're in rehearsals, and you got to run lines. Do you run lines with each other? I have We've the, done that. I have in the past, but I was like... Mary I, has her own kind of way to do it. She usually actually writes a lot. I, okay. I, yeah, that's how I stuff. rehearse. I have to... I like to write down my lines, and if I right. can just write them without thinking, then I know that I have them mm-hmm. down. Ah, but I mean, I obviously... Interesting. I, I've not heard it that way before. Yeah, I mean, and it, I obviously say them out loud many, many times, too, yeah. but and that's of, just my quizzing myself yeah. some of the more bantering when it goes fast 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 back and forth then it's then we do that yeah. well then i suppose you you know, the kids will probably be involved in this oh and, and they'll the be kids running know lines all the songs i was just gonna say they yeah. they've got a that memory that oh, you yeah. have at that age is yes just, 
the carpool pickup line when we're sitting in the car waiting for the kids. <laughs> I'll hear Rosie rattle off a line or two or sing a little from song Matilda, yeah. from yep she'll sing stuff from Matilda I had people singing things from Rocky Horror and I'm like uh you're three you yeah. should probably not be singing all of the I mean they're not inappropriate but yeah. still just like people are gonna think I'm letting you watch that but so they've really, got time warped down yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, naturally yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh what are you looking forward to um the next time you get back on stage together um yeah i don't know just T- together yeah or, just yeah, spending yeah. all of that yeah. quality time mm-hmm. together that the, the special memories that i was just talking to you about like that having that with my husband is gonna be amazing mm-hmm. so i look forward to having that opportunity for us and, to hang out yeah to do a different way to like create stuff so i mean we right. do some of that at home we're making you know memories of the family we're designing you know holidays and stuff like that but to do it attending um, shows daily yes, yeah yeah yes <laughs> uh but to be able to do some of that like creative process uh in for other people and for like the community mm-hmm. i think that would be a lot of fun uh either of you ever directed no I I, have, i'm the kid i direct the kids yeah. <laughs> i'm like i have in the past but it's been a long time since i've actually been the, in the director role yeah. so i've What's done a, choreography more so okay yeah so you you know how to coach people along the way and so forth yep. but uh, so when you have to be the one being coached mm-hmm. uh is it easier because you've had that experience of either directing or being a choreographer so that it's it's easier for you to soak in and go with whatever that person has in mind? Um, I think it's just different. But honestly, I feel like being a parent, you make so many decisions constantly. Being told what to do is kind of nice and refreshing. It's just a different way. I don't know. I never have. I don't think it's hard taking direction or instructions from other people. I'm I kind of, yeah, I kind of enjoy people giving me ideas and stuff, so I'm open to it always. And uh, either of you thought about writing, because you like to write your lines. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about writing a play? I have. Oh, absolutely. I will think about that in my daydreams all the time. I think about, like, oh, that would be a really fun concept or so. I don't know. But we'll see. You know, I have, again, five children. There's not a lot of free time quote unquote and mm-hmm. my, my free time is mostly given to yeah when i get on stage, but i would so. assume that provides a lot of dialogue to write <laughs> right oh man if i yes i could write lots of stories okay. about the stuff G- give us uh, uh your you've got five let's go with the middle child okay yes. oh so what's a phrase from the middle child or a uh, a nuance that they have that you're thinking that would be fun Oh, man. Millie? Millie. Millie my silly Millie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I mean, no one has, like, a catchphrase. I mean, we are <laughs> laughing constantly with the one-liners, but, like, again, there's five of them. It happens a lot. Yes. So I can't really think. Millie's just... She wants a piggyback ride down the stairs every single morning uh-huh. to breakfast because she just loves her bed Sleep. and cozy and yeah. stuff like that. So to get her out of her bed, Andy has to bribe her with not having to walk down the stairs, but have a piggyback ride yes. down the stairs to the it's breakfast table. Time. That's, yeah. Yeah, so that's <laughs> kind of now become kind of a cute routine. And yeah. I'm like, it'll be sad when that stops. So, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, and Andy, do you see this uh, coming to fruition? Do, do, that uh, that oh, Mary would would write uh, a play? Uh, I, I guess I don't know. I haven't really heard her talk about that before. So, oh, um, surprise! <laughs> there surprise! We go. I'm writing um, plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be that would be a lot of fun, and we would we would have a lot of uh, material uh, at Truly. home. Uh, cool. It would probably be a specific audience to, to enjoy the, uh, the the kid bantering, but it would be fun. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and what they always say is, you know, write what you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. So that would uh, be on on topic for the two of you <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Andy, what do you think you bring to a role? The role in it, at any home, any role when when you go in an audition, what uh, what's in your mind frame that okay? Here's my strengths. Um, so I guess my my main strength, I guess, is that I've I you know I have a vocal minor. I did a lot of singing, mm-hmm. so that 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 musicality I think is my strength there. So I'm trying to bring that uh, to the stage and share that with people, um, and then uh, just. Yeah, I think that's 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 most of it. It is the uh, the training that I've had singing, 
um, to share that. Uh, and hopefully to, to like learn more about that stuff too, because I haven't had you know training for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. So I, that's what I'm trying to get out of it, I guess. Um, but uh, and what I bring, I think that's what it is. It's it's the the the, the music uh, part of it. The dancing part, as Mary knows, is not as good. <laughs> <laughs> Said the choreographer. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, in in terms of uh, an audition for you, then. If it's an audition where you can go in and just bring your own monologue or, or your own mm-hmm. song and so forth, what's your go-to? Uh, so cl- uh, older musical theater like Les Mis oh, yeah. and uh, some Stephen Sondheim. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of usually what I go to. I think those are pretty like emotionally uh, uh, large and varied. Uh, and especially Sondheim is a more, it's kind of nuanced right. too. Um, so that's that's usually what I would that's what I would go to. Those are my and that style is more it, it's less uh, um, pitchy. I don't know. Not pitchy. Is not what I'm it's 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 more classical style of singing. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's more operatic about, almost. Yeah. Um, so I'm I think I, that's my strength there, too. So. All right, Mary, you go into an audition. What's uh, what's on your mind as to, hey, this is what I can do. To get cast. Um, I, like, when I audition, that's when I usually bust out my big belty numbers and all of my, yeah, I just try to show, I guess, my range and then I'll try to do something really different then. Mm-hmm. So I'll try to do more operatic or kind of like just vocally different techniques to show that I'm more versatile that way. Um, um, but yeah, so my other little weird thing is I can do like character voices and oh, little things like that. Really? So I've played like little Sally in you're in town a couple yeah. times and so I've had to play a kid and so I'm able to like, you know, change up my voice and accents and all of that kind of stuff. So give me a southern bell. A southern bell? What? <laughs> <laughs> I do declare. No, I'm not I, I'm not warmed up either, but it's all right. Um no, usually it's, it tends that when we I get into large groups of theater people, we end up speaking in multiple dialects throughout the night and True. stuff. So yes, that just tends to happen. Then we start. I, I do that even when I'm just. Oh, I know. Myself. I mean, no, my kids get really annoyed when I like switch into different voices and they're like, "Just talk in your normal voice, mom." Yeah. I'm like, "But that's boring." Yeah, I know. That's story time is too. Fun. Yeah, yes. story time at our oh. house is always. A fun time. Yeah. Did you both take oral interp in college or yeah. high school? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes, yeah. indeed. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I had a lot of fun doing that, mm-hmm. that's for sure. Uh, so when it uh, comes to the big show, what are you hoping that is in terms of uh, what's, what's going to be the top for Mary Ritter and Andrew Ritter in your acting and performing careers? Uh, I've got a lot of bucket list shows. I'm actually going to do one of them this year, Company. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that show. And that was that was my hope, dream, yeah, we both, that we, we were going to do in that, that one. Uh-huh. Oh, but that, you know, again, just not the right season. Mm-hmm. So I am really looking forward to doing a Stephen Sondheim show. I have not done one yet. And so Company is one of my most favorite and meaningful shows. So I'm that's one of them. And then I... I mean, there's just so many on my list of all the things I want to do. So I don't know, but that's one of them. I'm, and I get to mm-hmm. do it this year. Yeah. And so, for you, Andy? Um, I do. I, lo- I love company. Um, and uh, again, Les Mis is yeah, just beautiful. That would be right. incredible uh, to do, too. And then um, Jason Robert Brown stuff would be a lot of fun, too. His last five years and uh, um, mm-hmm. other people's clothes. Those would be f- those would be fun shows. Yeah, so, they are. No doubt about that. A little more private. But yeah. Uh, any... Uh, pre-show rituals that you have i mean besides what you do as as a cast you know to warm up and so forth but prior to that is you're getting ready yourself for your character mm-hmm. any th- particular things you do not really i i mean when i'm doing my like hair and makeup that's really when i feel like i get into the character mm-hmm. like i i can kind of see my whole like physicality in my body like kind of change i'm like okay now i'm sinking into this person so when i see like my physical appearance get altered by that i that's when i kind of start embodying and feeling like i'm okay now i'm putting mary aside for a moment i'm putting this person on and will um so that's kind of when i feel that and i notice that in me when i'm getting ready for the show is when i'm getting hair and makeup done Mm -hmm. 
So you can still be mom at home yep. before you leave. Because I know in, in college, uh, somebody that was an acting friend, um, he would start at home. Yeah, and that's where I get ready to, is yeah. at home mostly. Oh, okay. So it is at that point. Yeah. Oh, wow. So the kids get to see yeah. that trend. Yeah, yeah. they kind of get to yeah. see that a yeah. little bit. And so I'll come down the stairs and they're like, like when I was in Matilda, they're like, saw me as Mrs. Wormwood with her very gaudy <laughs> oh, makeup and uh-huh. hair wig and stuff. And they're like, whoa, you do not look like mom. And <laughs> yeah. I no, certainly wasn't acting yeah. like mom at yeah, that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Andy, what about you then? So uh, I have to kind of get my sight psyched up a little bit. I'm technically more of an introvert most of the time. So with getting ready for those shows, I'm tell. usually kind of, yes. <laughs> I usually have to, you know, we do the, the warm-ups and things together. Um, but then I usually kind of have to spend some time like on my own thinking about stuff, kind of going through uh, the transitions that I'll have to do for the show, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what how I kind of get into it. And I kind of am a little more bi- businessy at that point. Like, this is I need to get this stuff done today. So. No, I, don't, I don't have as much so hair and makeup so, to do. So. No. so you've got company that uh, you're going to be in. Any other shows that uh, either of you are going to be in, in yeah, this upcoming also season? Yeah, very, very excited to do Reefer Madness this oh, year. Yeah. Oh, and I did that show, and um, it was actually my first show I choreographed ever. And so I was a choreographer for that for the um, USD um, Student Theater Co-op. Mm-hmm. And then I was in the ensemble as well during that show. And so this year I get to do uh, Mary Lane. So I am so looking forward yep. to that because she is just, oh, it's such a fun change from her sweet little self to what happens <laughs> later on. <laughs> so It was a fun show to bring the like entire med school to. Like I brought all of my med school to right. that show um, and they thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a it was fun just, show and I'm so looking forward to that one too. So it's a very different type of show than mm-hmm. company. So I'm excited to have that variety this year. And uh, so, Andy, um, you know, what are you possibly going to be in? So th- no. uh, this year I'm not doing anything with the, the Goodnight uh, okay. Company. I uh, do, again, some choir stuff. So I sang for Transept. They had a concert this mm-hmm. last week. Um, and then I sing for the Symphony Orchestra Choir. So they're oh, going to do, yeah, they do the Messiah time. every year. Yeah. And then uh, Beethoven's Ninth this year and the Mozart's Requiem is going to be in the spring. Um, and I think there's going to be another transept concert. We haven't figured that one out yet, though. So those so, are a little more projecty. Yeah. Um, the, the the symphony orchestra is like a once a week commitment usually, and then there's like the weeks of the performances are a little intense. Kicks it up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. But the, the way the, I I kind of like that because it allows me a little more variability. And then the transept concerts are fun because that's basically a week and a half of of preparing and then performing. So it's this short burst of high intensity stuff. Um, so His I really nurses enjoy that. find it very fun when he's singing at work. Yes, <laughs> I, do have to, I do have to sing at work. <laughs> <laughs> just another, another yeah. crowd, like, another don't, audience. Don't worry about it. I'm yeah. just singing. Yeah. Any standing ovations at work? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not yet, not yet. No. They do come to the shows, though. What is the most rewarding part of acting? We already, you already mentioned, you know, the family aspect and so forth, meeting new friends. But in terms of, you know, personal within. When you get up on stage and you get that standing ovation and so forth, what's the feeling? Um, I guess I'm just grateful that I was given that opportunity to like be part of somebody else's life. And like I am allowing people to, you know, go and enjoy a night out at the theater. And I was a part of that. And I feel like honored that I mm-hmm. was given that opportunity. So I think there's a lot of pride in that just like all the hard work that we put in right. has made the audience you know happy we've made we've just made their night so yeah yeah i think that's that's part of it too uh my i think just sharing those like in in music and in uh and in in theater in general you're sharing kind of bigger ideas than you get across in normal conversation you're talking about deeper things in different ways um subtle ways sometimes um and so to like go through that emotional journey with people Mm -hmm. i think is is probably the most rewarding for me um to, to communicate things that aren't exactly always explicitly communicated. Um, and I think exactly. that's why you get the standalone yeah. ovations. It's because they, they are like, they appreciate this truth sure. stuff that you're, you're telling. Yeah. I remember uh, the first time that uh, an improv group that I was in ever had a performance that we were getting paid for. Um, and uh, the, the leader said before we went out, just remember 95% of the people are going to love it 
because 95% of the people don't have the guts to do what you're doing. Mm. And uh, I think of that in any type of performance situation that, yeah, uh, a great deal of people are going to be very appreciative just simply for the fact that they do get to go see you. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not just that uh, it's, especially when you're in a, a community such as ours, um, it's not just the fact that you have an audience. That audience is made up of family, it's made up of friends, it's made up of coworkers uh, and acquaintances and so forth. So uh, it, it's truly special. And so mm -hmm. thank you both uh, for, first of all, being on. Uh, and uh, my final questions are coming in a moment, but I want to make sure I give a special shout out. We're recording this at The Source on North Phillips, which we've had a few conversations down here with our guests. Uh, and the people at the source are always great. But today I met the owner of Brosia Bowl, build a bowl of goodness. Brosia from the word ambrosia, which is Greek for food of the gods. You knew that. Mm -hmm. And uh, Darcy Green is the owner. We had a, a great conversation uh, earlier this morning. And so there's the shout out to Darcy Green. Darcy, giving you a shout out right now. All right, she's waving back at us. She's uh, preparing all sorts of good stuff for people. Uh, so just wanted to mention that as well. But here we go. The final questions. Question one sometimes means we don't need to have question two because it gets answered quite often. But uh, when you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? What do I like to be entertained by? Um, crafting in general. I like to paint and do... Um, house projects and stuff so I'll take on a DIY project every now and then mm -hmm. so that's that that'll entertain me for quite some time if I allow it to <laughs> um, I guess I have a lot of other hobbies and things um, I do a lot of biking uh, we like going camping uh, designing those trips uh, and I um, stargaze a lot too so I have a telescope we take that out every once in a while um, <laughs> and Mary, Mary wants to tell you, uh, me to say that I, I, I do a bunch of synthesizer music. So I um, kind of got into that over the last, well, sort of through the pandemic. Right. Um, where you can kind of program your own songs and beats. Mm -hmm. and it's mostly to entertain myself. I don't know if anybody else in the house enjoys it. I have headphones <laughs> most of the time. Uh, but she it's, has that's that fun. loving yes. grin of, yes, honey, yeah. I do. If I can't find him in the house, I that's know exactly right. where he is. He's hiding in, in his, little, his little synth. I don't know if I call, I call it a studio. It. Synth no. studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like it. Quite a, right. More of a cake. <laughs> yeah. Mary and Andrew Ritter, thank you both so much uh, for being on the show and for what you do for this community with all the time you spend on stage. It's greatly appreciated. Well, thank, thank you very you so much, much for having us. It's, yes. been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been yeah. my pleasure. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E-M-O-F-F-I-T-T. -S -S -E or call 605-929-0964. Time for more arts and entertainment talk on the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. You know what I like to say. It's always a pleasure, and it's especially fun to have great guests along on this show and repeat guests. For his second time, photographer Jason Bitzer. How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? It's It's been a while since we've uh, spoken on here. Yes. Uh, but I've been well, thank you. Good. And uh, I'm, I'm even more excited because I know you're doing really well. You decided to make the jump. The photography that we talked about last time around, 
it's your full-time gig now, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What what uh, prompted it? You know, we decided, uh, we being my wife and I, that mm-hmm. uh, um, we needed to give it a try and see if we couldn't make uh, make a real strong go of this. And uh, it just seemed to be a good time for me, um, you know, to, to leave the job that I was in, um, you know, kind of a state of fluctuation anyways there. And so, you know, we thought, well, let's, uh, let's, let's give it a shot and go all in and stop messing around. So at what point did you actually become full-time? Just a month ago, a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, just a, just a month ago. I kind of mm-hmm. kind of assume that I became full time when my last day at you know my full time other full time right. previous full time job it was over. It's kind of where I assume that at that point, then I became full time in in the career choice now. All right, and uh, so the career choice of photography. We, we've talked about uh, your love of it uh, for a long time, but um, what uh, made you at a, one point in your life say, you know what, this is more than just a hobby. I, I can do something with this. Sure. Well, you know, I guess it's it's when I started actually selling it. Um, you know, and people would actually you know, pay for it. Um, I tell my wife all the time that I'm still surprised that anybody buys any of my stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, people seem to like it and that's good. I, I love sharing it with people and, uh, it's, uh, it's just, you know, just a natural part of the progression of the photography to take it and share it with others. Uh, you know, it doesn't do me any good to have it sitting on my camera mm-hmm. or the canvas is sitting in my basement. So, you know, it's been a lot of fun for me just to get out there and take the art to the people and say, you know, here's what I do and here's what I present and what do you think? All right. So you actually go ahead and do the canvas printing on your own then? No, actually, oh, you don't. actually, okay. I do. No, I don't do any of my own printing. Um, well, I'm a photographer, not a printer. Okay. I, I leave that to more highly skilled people than me. <laughs> Ever thought of it though? Um, you know, you, there's talk of it, Just but in, in terms of a cost, yeah, it's a cost thing, and then it's also a time, uh, a time constraint. True. Um, yeah. Know, because if I'm busy making canvases, then I'm not busy doing other things, like right? Either taking photos or you know or prepping for another show or any number of other things and and speaking of uh you're gonna be busy this weekend correct yeah yeah i am gonna be busy this weekend i actually have i'm gonna be busy from now until christmas doing uh one art show or another throughout wow throughout like a three-state region yeah yeah but i'm gonna be out in rapid city this weekend awesome just for a day little small show one day show yeah well you know hey there was a kind of a big one day show here yeah just oh, a yeah. while back yeah. wasn't there this one's gonna have a little less people than, yeah. uh, than the sidewalk <laughs> arts festival but uh it, it'll be a lot of fun it's rapid city that's my hometown uh i was born there so it's gonna be nice to go back see some family maybe some friends and, and share my art with people yeah, and maybe even take some more photos well of course there's always yeah. that yes the camera is always along well, well not only just that but the fact that where you're going out in the black hills Correct. you know and uh, a few pictures scenes yeah there might be a place or two that i can probably find uh, especially when you uh, do enjoy landscapes so and and do such a great job on things like that too yeah. oh yeah it's a it's a beautiful place to take any photograph stuff is there one in particular uh since you grew up in that area that you know about but you haven't taken a picture of yet you know um I actually have had pretty good luck at getting all the shots that i really wanted to get out of the black hills um the last shot I needed was that of Stav Kirk in the winter, and I went out this last Christmas and uh, and uh, and was able to get that photograph, and I was really excited about that. Um, you know, and so right now I'm kind of been doing a lot of uh, uh, architecture photos, mm-hmm. you know, old old photos of buildings and things like that. Um, you know, so it'd be kind of fun to do that. And I know there's like the Stockman's, uh, there's a Stockman sign downtown that uh, is an old uh, neon sign. That'd be kind of fun to look at and to see if I can't take some pictures of that. Other than that, it's just going to be maybe get up into the hills, maybe up into the Needles area and see if there's anything that's worth uh, worth photographing up there. I'm pretty sure well, I'll find I, something. Well, I have seen some of your work uh, because I'm a fan of it, first of all. We do happen to be friends, and yeah. you've uh, done some work for me. Thank you very much. Oh, uh, for those that uh, would like to see it, go to DaveHollyHour.com and the homepage, you're going you're gonna to get a view of it as to as to what this man can do. Uh, and uh, also, let's speak of websites then, and, and going into business full-time, time uh let's get the word out for you then where do they need to go to find out more sure so i again i do have a website it's jasonfitzerphotography.com um Fitzer's kind of a funny name. It's P-F-I-T-Z-E-R. Um, so jasonfitzerphotography.com. Otherwise, I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, yeah. Slowly building a very small, slow build for Etsy. Um, so I have a spot on Etsy as ah. well. So 
Yeah, what are what are some of the other places you'd like to get involved in then with too? Well, I mean, you know, I want uh, you know to grow my online presence is great, but uh, I just really like to do the art shows. That's kind of what you know my bread and butter is, mm-hmm. and get a chance to really talk to the people. Um, you know, but beyond that, take it to you know maybe I just signed a just signed up and am now working with the East Bank Art Gallery. Um, so I have a, a small display there. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to be there. Um, you know, and continue to work with maybe other small businesses to see about putting my product in into their locations to help them out and, and obviously myself as well. Um, you know, so it, the variety of options is, is unlimited really and that's really one of the hardest parts about this new venture for me is staying focused um, and not trying to go to too many different places too quickly. Mm-hmm. So I got to try to remain focus stay after stay after what i know right now and then keep looking for new alternatives uh earlier you mentioned the fact that you know the camera's always long um and your travels show that and i i think uh i don't know if you actually considered that you had done it as a series or not but just in your travels seeing some of the old retro places you know all the closed down uh diners and so forth along the side of a road and that stuff is just awesome and you know that's the type of thing that you know a guy of my age uh likes to reminisce about and you know thinks of the times that you know places like that were open and so forth and uh the other thing is um you know you mentioned that the last time that we talked uh here on the show about photography is always have the camera with you and when you see something stop and take a picture yep absolutely yeah, and uh, so what intrigues you as you're driving along the road and uh, all of a sudden you go, yeah, better have that one? You know, that's a good question, and it's really – it varies, uh, again, because if you look at my artwork, I don't specialize in any one thing. I don't mm-hmm. just do barns. I don't just do churches. I don't just do landscapes. Um, you know, I'll do, like you said, uh, abandoned cafes to signage to a wheat field. Um, you know, it's just kind of whatever, and it just happens to be whatever catches my eye. Um, you know, we we and my we being my wife and I, you know, when we're driving, a lot of times I like to get off of the interstate um, because – that's where really the, You're gonna the find America the really is. Um, and so, you know, that's where you usually find the little things. Like I just did, I have a series of wall drug signs that I've done. So I've taken photos of a variety of wall drug signs. Uh, again, the best ones to find are actually the ones that are off the highways, not the mm-hmm. interstate, because those are a little bit older, maybe a little more True. rustic. Yeah. Um, and so they're fun to see and to find, and they're the ones that most people don't see on a regular basis. So those have been fun. Um, I also just recently did a nostalgia series, or I'm working on a nostalgia series, where I took a bunch of old bottles and me- like medicine bottles, candy displays, any number of things, and then putting them in a still life photography. And really, like you said, bringing back memories to people. Um, you know, my father has a, a whole bunch of stuff that my grandmother collected for many many years so i went to his house and shot a bunch of stuff and took a lot of things off of his walls and put them all into a display and i'm going to continue to do that and i've been working with the guys like at benson's flea market and 605 antiques those guys are you know i've met a variety of people there that have wonderful antiques that i'd like to photograph um mainly for my own personal enjoyment Mm -hmm. but it's also a lot of people look at that and they say oh i remember when we used to have red owl uh um you know spices or you know i didn't know this but watkins at one time did razor blades you know the watkins products watskin products had razor blades wow yeah yeah. who knew that i didn't know that but you know my grandmother did because she had a box of (laughs) watkins razor blades so you know so i'm I'm looking to try to broaden. I still like my landscape, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steer away from that because it's it's my bread and butter, and it's right. something I truly enjoy. Um, but I'm also wanting to grow as an artist and see what other things mm-hmm. I can really try to bring out. And so, like I said, I got the nostalgia series. I brought that out, and I, I debuted it at a Sidewalk Arts Festival. Um, you know, going to continue to grow that one. Like I said, the Wall Drug series has been a lot of fun for me as well. Um, you know, so again, just South Dakota nostalgia memories is really what we sell as memories more than anything true and uh you know my wife and i are hoping to make some uh, coming up because uh i I found out recently speaking of wall drug that she's never been oh my yeah you know it's it's kind of funny because you know it's a second marriage uh, for each of us Mm -hmm. uh and we're finding out you know because we both love the black hills uh but we're finding out we have different places we've been so, you know, when we get a chance uh, coming up next spring, you know, we're going to head out that way. And, and I was surprised because she said, 
Yeah, I've never been wall drug. And I think of all those signs along the way. And uh, you're right, you know, you, you get off the beaten path. And uh, that's where you're going to find the gems. And it is uh, just a, a classic, classic place, first of all. Uh, and also uh, a, a great touristy spot. But still, even when it, something is commercialized, uh, I'm guessing you still find a spot or a, a niche of that that becomes more art for you, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, there's, in my opinion, there's beauty everywhere. Yeah. And sometimes you got to look a little hard to find it, but there really is. You know, one of the neat things about, like, for example, like Wall Drug, if you go to Wall Drug, is, you know, like their uh, their bar that has all the silver dollars. Yep. That's amazing. Oh, and you're not going to find that anywhere else. Um, and obviously, they're wood-carved totems that they have throughout the cafe. Um, you know, again, all of those things are very unique, um, and that is art. Uh, you know, whether you know whether I take a photo of it in an artistic, unique way, or if you're just looking at it and visiting and seeing those things. Again, silver dollars are such an, a foreign concept nowadays to to the you know to the younger generation. Mm-hmm. And when I was growing up, a silver dollar, you got a silver dollar in your hand, you know, that was a big deal. You know, and especially if it was pure silver, it was really a big right. deal. But, you know, it was just fun to have those and, you know, versus a paper dollar or, a, you know, $2 bills are still a lot of fun for yeah. me. I still get a kick out of getting a $2 bill. Yeah, I always remember that uh, it was usually the toe of the stocking at Christmas time that had that silver dollar. Yeah, in. there yeah. you go. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. you know, there's there's memories and nostalgia all over. And, you know, what's nostalgic to you is probably nostalgic to many. Um I sometimes just take it and take a picture of it, and that's the difference, you know. And then people look at it and go, "Oh my goodness, this this resonates with me." And that's where my art really does bring back people, and the reason why they like it is because it does resonate with them. It brings mm-hmm. back something, whether it's a, a field of hay bales that they've seen. It doesn't have to be their hay hay bales in their field, but it's something that they grew up with. Or, you know, you drive down a county road in South Dakota or Iowa or even you know Kansas. It's something that resonates because you've seen it, you recognize it. It's familiar and comforting, and uh, and that's what I like to see. We talk about taking a picture. To get that one picture, though, how many are you usually shooting? <laughs> you know that, that. You know, as I've gotten uh, better, it's less. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like I'll go out. Um, you know, like I was just in Rochester taking some photos for an art show that I'm be doing it and at the end of the month. And I walked out of there after visiting, you know, downtown, being there for six hours. I took 700 photos, um, you know. So, and of those, maybe, you know, I'll get 70 that were of, right. of something I really want to try to either print or reproduce. So about one out of 10, realistically. Yeah. Again, some of them are just when I look at it after I've taken the photo, it doesn't portray what it was supposed to portray. It didn't. It didn't show through the through, through my camera. Um, others are like, well, this is just a terrible photo, <laughs> and so right. And you're in digital format. I am all digital. Yes, all digital. So do you quite often just take a look immediately after you've taken that picture? I do, and, and then go. I better go about five feet to the right. Yep, and, and you can do that. Yeah, um, you know. A lot of times, it's, it's again, it's just a feel, um, you know. And I'm not, I'm a, I, ca- I call myself a walk around ha- or a handheld photographer. I don't bring my tripod with me very much. Really? Nope. Very with rarely. With all the landscapes yep, you do. With very rarely do I use a, a tripod. Um, and I take my shot and then I move along. I don't set up. I don't sit there for hours to try to get a sunset just right. If the sunset's setting and I'm right in the right place at the right time, I take the photo. If it's not, well, I guess I missed it. I'll try again tomorrow. You know. So, yeah, it's I'm a little different in that regards that I don't do a lot. I'm, I'm always in a hurry. It's almost like I'm maybe in too big of a hurry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I've also grown up with with when I say grown up as in as a photographer, you know, with three kids in the car waiting for me to take this picture, <laughs> my wife in the car waiting for me to take the picture. We're trying to get to our next destination. People are tired and hungry. So I've kind of gotten used to just trying to get those shots in as quickly as I can and moving on to my next next location or destination. All right. So you were in Sioux Falls here for the Sidewalk Arts Festival. You're heading out west, going to go to Rapid and to be there for a, a show this coming weekend correct and you know we've already talked about the fact you know kind of picturesque out there and so forth who buys more black hills oriented photos those that live there or those of us here on the east side of the state that wish we did you know um 
actually the people from the area usually buy the more of the stuff. Really? Yep. I think what I've found is that, again, people really like what is familiar to them. True. Um, you know, like I took a photo of um, the Moonshine Gulch Saloon, which, mm-hmm. you know, if you've spent any time hunting or spending, you know, or, or biking or anything in, in the Black Hills, you're familiar with that spot. I've sold that image quite a bit because, again, people are familiar with it. I can take that same image or I can have an image of a stream in the Black Hills. It's just as beautiful, if not more so, realistically, and it'll sell once every, you know, while because – they don't it doesn't resonate with them they don't have uh. a memory or a history with that so even though people in the in the eastern part of the state vacation and have homes and other things in the black hills they actually prefer to buy the arc of dreams or mm, the dignity true. photos or you know maybe the old courthouse museum because again those are things that they resonate with on a daily basis or they after like i said they like the iconics like you know the moonshine gulch right. mount rushmore things like that yeah, it's been so interesting to see black and white come about in the digital age now. You know, I, I grew up uh, being a, uh, a photographer in, in high school and so forth and loved it. Had my own dark room, uh, which was black and white only. Right, I remember and you saying. And so I, I loved that. I loved taking color pictures and so forth, but, you know, uh, would have those developed. But loved seeing that black and white image come together. Uh, and it's just so interesting now to see, you know, because we're all shooting in color. I love color. And uh, it's interesting to go, maybe that one we go B&W on. Do you have that feeling as you're framing it? Or do you see them all later and look through them and go, that's the one that's going to become a black and white? Typically for me, it's usually after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, I, I, unless I'm specifically shooting something for a reason. Usually I like to see it in color and then decide if I want to put it in black and white. Um, I, again, I'm not really a black and white photographer. Um, and I think when you have somebody that does shoot primarily in that medium or that that format of black and white they do look for things that are more black and white um a lot of street photographers like black and white Mm -hmm. um for landscapes black and white's not necessarily the best medium for that um you know and again i find that the image itself will tell me um when i'm when i'm going through it and using lightroom it'll tell me what the image is supposed to look like you know um should it be brighter should it be lighter should it be you know should i maybe bring up a little bit of a red in this or something like that um, and then, you know, like I was talking to a gal who, who's a photographer out in Iowa, and uh, she she exclusive she does a lot of black and white, and she had a picture of, of an old barn with a with a rustic rusty roof, and she had it in black and white, and all I could think to myself was, well, it's rust. Yeah, how rusty. Is and it? and so rust, by definition, is a color. Uh huh. And so to change that to a black and white image. I, f- I felt personally that that was a poor decision on her part. Uh-huh. She should keep it in the color because that's really what draws the the image is the coloring of the rust. Otherwise, it's just a barn, you know. And a barn is a barn for most people, you know. But when you have the color to it, the rust color, then people recognize that and they re- resonate with it. Sometimes though, black and white is really strong. I have a nice shot of the Orpheum Theater that I took at Christmas time. Mm-hmm. It was at midnight. It was you know I was the only one out. It was great, and it looks really good in black and white um, because the colors the the lights come out in it, and then you've got your dark shadows still, and you know. But again, certain I didn't take that picture intending it to be black and white. Mm-hmm. But when I was looking at it and doing it through the editing process, it's like this one needs to be in black and white. Um, but again, I don't really shoot a lot in black and white or or edit in black and white. But I do have some shots that I really think are really powerful in black and white. So you don't uh, do any of your own printing, but you do your own editing, obviously. I do. Absolutely. And uh, how long of a process is that usually <laughs> going to take you <laughs> once you've said, OK, this is the shot. Uh, I'm going to go big on this. And, and, you know, how precise do you get and what's, what's your process as you go through that? Well, so for me, for editing, um, you know, I can knock out editing pretty quickly because I'm pretty fam- I'm pretty familiar with it. And I like to think I really enjoy editing. It's kind of uh, it's it's a lot of fun for me. 
Um, I don't go in and do a lot of tweaking of my images. Um, you know, I'll bring up some, you know, I might bring down or up some shadows. I might bring up some coloring on certain ones. Um, you know, I, I remove the chromatic aberrations because digital with lots of, with the lenses now, you're shooting in such, you know, such extreme conditions sometimes that you get some, some JPEG coloring issues and yeah. things like that. Um, so I'll fix all that. But overall, I try to be pretty, you know, pretty standard with my, my editing. You know, so an image itself could only take me two to three, five minutes maybe to edit an image. Um, again, if I, when I, I want to gear, I'm looking at growing my, like my portrait work, you know, maybe some senior portraits and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, that's something that's going to take me some learning um, to, to get better at with the, with the editing. Cause there's a lot more editing that goes into beauty photos than probably most people realize, um, you know, with, with facial, uh, you know, smoothing and, and things like that and changing colors and things like that. I'm just, I'm not to that point yet. And I don't have a real strong editing suite or anything like that. I use Photoshop and illustrator. I mean, not illustrator, uh, Lightroom. And, uh, but, uh, I'm not, I'm not in Photoshop very often. Okay. All right. Uh, so the sizes that you like to sell at uh, an art show, if you have a picture, is it available in each of the sizes that you have? Oh, yeah. I can take okay. and mo make most any image uh, any size. I had a gal mm -hmm. just this last weekend want to know if I could do one in 12 by 18 feet. Oh, my. So I'm looking into that. I don't know if I'll be able to pull such a thing off. I'm not entirely yeah. sure I could even get How that many printed. Pencils? Yeah, that'll be a massive, massive file if I can even pull it together. What's so. the biggest you feel comfortable having printed at this point? Um, you know, it depends on the image because some of them I tweak um, to make them look like photos. I mean, from make, make them look like uh, paintings instead of photos. Right. Yeah. And that diminishes the, the pixels. Of the, okay. um, so, you know, it really depends on the image. I print regularly in 48 inches uh, wide um, by 20, um, and I don't have any problem with that. So, you know, f four feet, five feet is about as big as I think I generally can print. I could go bigger if we need to, but nobody's ever asked me to go any bigger than that. Uh, last time around, we did talk about some basics of photography, and, uh, you know, we, we, we share some of them. You know, the, the grid of nine squares and oh, not yes. being exactly in the center for something. Uh, but uh, what other things do you like to tell people that want to get into photography and it's more than just you know keeping uh, a picture of uh, the folks at christmas things like that they want to get artsy with it what are the things you like to tell them okay well one of the things is to look at things from a different angle or a different perspective you know so like uh if you're taking pictures of animals the best thing you can do for animals is to get down to their level mm -hmm. um and get them in frame or even if you can like if you have a cat you wanted if you want that cat to come walking at you which by the way you have beautiful right. cats thank you um <laughs> you know if you want to get a picture of them coming at you try to get down even lower than the cat's head and shoot the cat up looking up you'll get a u unique perspective to it and it, it brings something a little more to the image um cows are notorious people love pictures of cows get down to their level of, of their eyes um and then the same thing with any other image you know is again look at it from a different perspective um you know i have a shot of uh, of the dignity statue by chamberlain and I took it by looking straight kind of up at her mm -hmm. chin. Um, and it's been very well received and it's very arty. Um, and it brings a unique perspective to dignity that most people don't see. They see her looking straight on. I have another image, which is a lot of fun. We call our Where's Waldo in shot. It's, I took it while I was driving the back highway, the back, uh, yeah, back road of Keystone heading towards Mount Rushmore. And I took it and you can see Mount Rushmore in the image, but you don't see it because one, it's hidden because it's snowy so it's kind of hidden anyways but it's also the mount rushmore is profile it's not staring straight at you like you're used to seeing True. your entire life you've seen the faces looking straight at you this one is a profile image and only two of the faces are there so again unique perspectives and people i get i get people who still will look at that thing for 20 minutes and still not find those two images you know mm -hmm. so it's shoot it try different angles try different things but the thing i always tell everybody is you know like when i get i get like moms with young kids who come in and say well my my daughter really loves photography what would you suggest to her just take the photo just take it who cares if it's awful you know just do it you're gonna learn your own fate you're gonna learn what you like you're gonna learn what you know um the more you do it it's just like shooting goals at a you know soccer ball at goal at a goal the more you do it the better you're gonna get at it you know and you're gonna find your own voice whatever that might be and you're gonna see what you like and then follow other photographers heck there's 
there's dozens of photographers just in Sioux Falls alone that are wonderful photographers that I love to follow on Facebook and Instagram and talk to and look at their stuff. And they inspire me daily and, you know, to see what they do and to see, you know, like, hey, you know what, that's a great idea. Maybe I'll come up with something like that. And that's what I encourage everybody to do is take the photo. Just that's the most important thing. All right. And now you have jumped into this full time. And uh, so we congratulate you on that, my friend. And uh, looking forward to uh, maybe even getting around to some of these shows that you're going to be in. Yeah, I hope so. uh, You know, it's always a pleasure to see what you have for work. But in the meantime, I do follow you uh, on social media uh, all over the place. And uh, I am just uh, thrilled when I see your work uh, to know that, you know, first of all, it's uh, it's a friend. Uh, Second of all, to see that it's great art not just a picture and uh, i guess if i were to give you a compliment that's the best thing i could tell you is that it's great art not just a picture well that's nice to hear all right but when you're not part of this what do you like to be entertained by oh you know (laughs) that's a great question um you know my kids are getting a little older so you know it's just primarily my wife and i and we like to go out and visit you know we uh local art scene Mm -hmm. you know we uh we just did the broadcast a theater which was a lot of fun this last weekend you must have gone friday we did go friday okay yep, we were there GSI saturday. on saturday <laughs> so um you know just trying out those kind of fun things like that to support the local art scene um yeah. is, is is a lot of fun for us we're good night theater subscribers mm-hmm. um you know and uh, you know i see lots and more of more things coming up and so we try to do that and otherwise honestly i just kind of like to just sit at home sometimes but if i'm sitting at home then i'm editing too so <laughs> well you know time. the nice thing is and if you support the local arts scene it supports you back yeah agreed. it really does all right jason fitz my friend always a pleasure thank you so much appreciate your time and best wishes to you no thanks so much on a new adventure i appreciate you having me on anytime and we'll be back to wrap up the dave holly hour in just a moment Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T-South Dakota. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, Mary and Andy Ritter and Jason Fitzer. Thanks to the source on North Phillips, that's where we recorded the Mary and Andy Ritter conversation. The wonderful Jason Fitzer was recorded right here in the Dipsy Doodle Productions studios. But most of all, I want to thank you for your interest in Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Our numbers continue to grow, and we certainly love it. By the way, if you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, if you follow on Facebook or Instagram, you are automatically entered for the Pizza with a Podcaster contest. By the way, all 148 episodes are online at DaveHollyHour.com. As Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is. As I like to say, put some art in your heart. Remember, my name is Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook, and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening. 